Welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of High Energy Health. We are so glad you made the choice to consciously or unconsciously to share this time with us today. I am Miriam Paninsky, your guest host for today and another few weeks. I am so thrilled about the conversation today with two outstanding women, um, Stephanie Marone and Deborah Miller. Thank you so much. Both, thank you to both of you for being here with me today. It's an absolute delight to be here. Yeah. (laughs) So if I if I may briefly introduce the two of you, so um. Deborah Miller has a PhD in cell and molecular biology and is a trainer and an expert in EFT tapping. She's also a Reiki master, life transformed coach and international renowned author. And since 2007, and that's very important, Deborah has been working with children suffering from cancer, helping them and their caregivers alleviate their fears, anxieties, stress arising, arising from serious illnesses. And to better understand the need to cleanse and nourish the physical body as an integral part of the healing process. And we'll talk uh, a lot about that today. And then Stephanie, Stephanie Marone is the executive editor of the peer-reviewed scientific journal, Energy Psychology. She's an editor for EFT Universe and the Energy Psychology Press and the author of 10 books, including seven on natural medicine. She has a practice in animal communication and energy healing for animals using EFT and other energy medicine modalities. And she runs the Animal Messengers Sanctuary, which sounds beautiful. What we're going to talk about today, um, together, Deborah and Stephanie have co-authored the book EFT for Cancer, which was just published. And these 14 chapters in this, in this important publication, in this important book, detail how you can use EFT or else emotional freedom technique or tapping to address the gamut of cancer experiences. So I'm, again, I think this is a, this is a crucial and really important publication, and I'm so thrilled that we can get to talk about this today. So I want to start at the beginning, since cancer is for, obviously, is for families, individuals, generations, a very sensitive topic. Before we take a deep dive, I would like to start with your beginning, actually, your beginning in um, the book, which is a pretty extensive disclaimer, actually. Deborah, would you mind sharing a bit of that disclaimer and the intention behind it? Sure. The, The intention is to share information with people about how you can use a technique like tapping to support you on the whole cancer journey. It's not being used as a substitute for any treatment you choose, whether it's traditional chemotherapy or whether it's some alternative. But it's something that I found with my years of working with the children and their and their families and is that it it's complementary and it's a very helpful tool when you can help a child or a parent or a nurse or any family member or caretaker manage the stress and emotions that come up around cancer. 
And mm -hmm. it has many, many implications, which we will get into as we, as we continue to talk today. But we really felt the information was important for people to have this tool on, on hand for them and literally on hand since we use our, mm -hmm. which we use our fingers in which to use the technique. And thank you so much. And I want to add also for our audience, a bit of a content or trigger warning, maybe as we will be touching painful and sensitive topics around cancer. So please check in with yourself and how grounded you feel if this was something that played a role in your life in any form or still is as a patient, a partner, a dependent, a parent, whatever it may be. But I will also say that this conversation is certainly intended to offer new perspectives and to be helpful to share really invaluable input and this tool that can be immediately applied and hopefully feel self-empowering. So I just want to add that. Stephanie, how did the two of you decide to write this book and why is it so important? Thank you also for saying what the people might be in while they're listening. That's really great to remind them to tune into themselves. Thank you for that. The way this book started was I really noticed I was working with Dawson Church on all of the EFT books. So I've edited a lot of them and written some of them. Um, there's a whole series that the Energy Psychology Press does. Notably absent in those books was EFT for Cancer. So I talked to Dawson about it and we came up with the idea that, yeah, let's do this book. This is really important information, how to use EFT tapping. If you have cancer or know someone with cancer, most of us do and know someone if we haven't gone through it ourselves. And so I really wanted to fill the, that gap. And since then, there's been a study that came out that was a global survey and they looked at how, how many, the rise in cancer cases and deaths in the last decade. And it's, it's startling because the cancer, the number of cancer cases worldwide has risen by over 26%. And the number of cancer deaths has risen by over 20%. So these percentages translate as in, in 2019 alone, 23 million new cancer cases worldwide mm -hmm. and 10 million deaths from cancer. So what this says to me is that obviously we're missing something in our approach to treating cancer. And I believe that what's missing is addressing stress and emotions because those absolutely affect your, the ability of your immune system to handle what comes its way. So to strengthen immunity, we really need to address the stress and the upsetting emotions in our lives. And part of the upsetting emotions is old trauma. A lot of us have came into adulthood with trauma in our past. And so we're carrying that load and there's no, we, we can't make a claim that trauma causes cancer, but many doctors will agree that stress and trauma can play a role in your health. So mm -hmm. we, we know this from research that stress certainly has a, a role in, in health of all different health conditions. Looking at that, that missing piece, EFT, this is where EFT really shines in dealing with stress and clearing upsetting emotions and also clearing old trauma and also clearing limiting beliefs because it's, it's very, there is research showing that your beliefs can affect your health. We look at that and say, okay, I need to know what are the beliefs that I'm carrying that I'm not even aware of that are obstacles to my healing? So important. And I, I just want to, I would just want to pick up on that with you, Stephanie. So what, what are common emotions when it comes to, to cancer talking about patients? 
in, in our book, um, and I'm I'm so I was so happy to have found Deborah because I was search, I was searching for an EFT practitioner who works with cancer, and that's Deborah. And I wanted to include tapping scripts in the book so to give people an idea of where to start with the tapping, what language to use, because that's a big question that happens with EFT. People say I don't know what to say when I'm tapping. So that was really great. And, and Deborah is wonderful at writing scripts. She calls them guides because it, it's not so much use the exact wording. And we say very carefully in the book, change the wording to match mm -hmm. what you're doing, because anyone who uses EFT knows that the more specific you can be to your own situation, the better. Although there is something called borrowing benefits, which is if you tap along with someone else who's tapping on whatever issue, you're going to gain some benefits as well. And there is research to support that. But in terms of the emotions, there's so many emotions, as anyone who is dealing with cancer knows, so many emotions come up. And so we, we actually break it down in the book where we talk about uh, specifically feeling angry about the cancer, feeling panicked about the cancer. Anxiety is a huge one. Anxiety mm -hmm. and fear, those kind of go together. But then anger at the cancer, hating cancer, issues with your body image. Those are our feelings as well. Feeling Feelings of self-worth connected with having cancer. Um, and the, the anger is probably a big one in the, in the fear that we spend a lot of time on fear because there's so many different kinds of fear that you can have when you, that come up for you when you have cancer, you know, fear of the diagnosis before you get it. And then fear of your future, fear of the financial implications, fear of what this is going to do to all the relationships in your life. It goes mm -hmm. on and on. And yes. really you can use EFT for absolutely every emotion that comes mm -hmm. up in relation to cancer or actually anything else. Absolutely. And maybe we need to rewind a little bit. And for the audience that tuned in today and has never heard of EFT or tapping, Deborah, what would be your elevator pitch, so to say? What would be your, your, your short explanation? What do you use for, for clients that come into your practice and have never? I usually explain it a little bit scientifically, but yet a little bit, even at a level that the children I work with could could understand. And I just talk about it's a technique that is very simple. It's very practical and it's very accessible and easy to use where you're using the, the tips of your, your fingers and tapping on meridian endpoints, right? And so basically then I just show them what the points are. And so for those in our audience, we, we tap on the side of the hand, we tap on the top of the head, we tap on the eyebrows closest to the nose, the side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, under the lips. We tap underneath the collarbones. We tap underneath the arms on the side of the body, right? A, a few inches down. Um, some people tap on the rib point and I like to tap the, the two wrists together. And so as we're tapping on those points, what we're doing is we're reducing the stress hormones in the body. That's what the research is showing. And this is for me an important aspect because anytime you reduce stress hormones, then your body can go into the relaxation and regenerative system. So we want to help your body as much as possible, right? And so I just, and I also tell me it can be very fun. I had a lot of fun playing with the children, doing mm -hmm. tapping and making it very creative and very fun. And, and it's very accessible. You can do it alone. You can do it together. You can do it as a family. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do it in a group. And so it makes it very fun. Um, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with that. And Stephanie has mentioned that that Deborah is the the diagnosis, the moment of the diagnosis to start yeah. there kind of when it comes to cancer. So what is the diagnosis 
shock and how how can we use EFT to help us with that? Yeah, I mean, it happens when anything happens, it really truly surprises us. And of course, cancer is a, a huge shock because it, it it's that moment, like I hear this all the time with, with the children and their families, there's your life before the diagnosis and your life after, because it changes at that moment. You've received information that changes your whole direction and your whole belief and your whole direction in life. And so the shock actually just kind of stops you emotionally and energetically. Your body physically can, can kind of freeze. You may freeze emotionally and, or you may get angry. You know, it depends on that. Your fear may come up. So when you're doing the tapping, then for diagnosis shock, you are actually tapping using words that talk about the fact that you are in shock, that you're surprised or that you're worried or you're afraid or you don't know what's going to happen. And so by using those points that I mentioned that we tap on them along with the words, what happens is your system starts to calm and as your system starts to calm and you move out of that shock and you move out of the fear or the anger or the stress then you can start thinking more clearly, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're in diagnosis shock, then usually if you're in any medical situation, they want you to start a treatment right away, but you're in shock. You don't, how do you make a decision when you're in shock? So mm -hmm. by calming all that, then you can clearly look at your alternatives or your options and make a more clear decision. And you mentioned something really really important. What one hears from people who share about their cancer journey is really also the problematic or the predicament of medical decisions when it comes to, yes. to treatment. So that on one side, they feel they don't have a voice or an agency or don't feel they are being regarded as a person with a right to their opinions. And on the other hand, are left alone with major decisions, even or even informed consent can be confusing in that regard. Could you speak to that a little bit and also how how you are suggesting to use EFT comes to to those problematic natures of medical choices sure I mean the thing is we can go into you know shock and feel power and this is one of the things that happens a lot when somebody has a diagnosis of cancer they feel powerless they don't know where to go they don't know where to turn there's so much information on Dr. Google you know beyond your own physician like what are your options so what I do when I was, when I work with anybody is we start bringing down the shock and the overwhelm and the stress so that you can very calmly be very centered or as centered as possible, right? And when you're more centered, then you can logically look at your options and you feel more comfortable speaking up and saying what you need or what you don't need, or just saying, you know, I need a couple of days. I just need a couple of days, or maybe I need a week to really think about what's the best thing for me. And, or you start right away, you get, then you feel freer to have a choice, right? And so anytime we calm the stress and the fear and the hate and the anger and the worry, then it's much easier to make a more clear, cognitive, wise decision, right? Or as I say, follow your heart, right? Yeah. So when we get out of that polar right, wrong, you know, everything else that goes on with your mind and you start what I call getting into your heart, then you're calmer. And when you listen to your heart, your heart has a 
has its own neurological brain and that is nonpolar. And so it, it tends to give you a very direct, very clear answer. Yeah, I, I, I love that answer. Um, Stephanie, so talking about the treatment, so when going into treatment, it is of course known that the common cancer treatment, Western medicine cancer treatment are among the most aggressive treatments, um, thinking of chemotherapy, obviously, and radiation. So Stephanie, can you talk a little how EFT can be can be support, can be, can be helpful or can support you during those cancer treatments and how this may look like in action? Yes, that's a good question. So first I want to say that the points that we're tapping on for those who don't know EFT, these are acupuncture points. These are mm -hmm. acupressure points. They're the, the end points of the energy meridians in the body that are known as acupuncture meridians. Mm -hmm. So just to clarify that, that's important. And because it's been used in in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. So these are, these are not random points we're tapping on. In terms of the treatment, so I just want to use some of the, some of the language that you might use when tapping on it. So mm -hmm. um, tapping on the top of your, tapping on the side of your hand in the point that's between your wrist and your little finger, just tapping on the side of your hand. This is the language that we would use for this. Even though I don't know what to do about my treatment, even though I don't know if I should get chemotherapy or not, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I'm really scared about chemotherapy, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And then th three times we do that on the side of the hand and then top of the head, scared about the treatment, not sure what to do, tapping on all the points. I'm just going through all the points and there's eight or nine of them, depending on how you do it. Very fast, you can go through it in less than a minute. So you might be sitting in the doctor's office trying to decide what to do. And you can just go into the restroom or you can just tap on the side of your hand. You don't have to go through all the points and just say, say silently to yourself. You don't even have to say it out loud. Even though I'm scared about chemo, I'm going to see what will work best for me. Um, so you just keep using all the language that comes to your head, anything that comes to mind, you just tap, tap and keep tap and letting those statements come out. And also you can tap mentally. So you don't have to, if you're, if you're embarrassed about doing tapping in front of anybody, you can have your hands under the table, just tapping on the side of your hand, but mm -hmm. you can also tap through the points mentally. So you're sitting there. You might just be thinking about, you can think about each point, just go through in your mind, think about each point that works too. So it's very flexible. And that's another thing that's beautiful about emotional freedom techniques, how, how flexible it really is. And then it's commonly known as tapping. People might see people walking along tapping. I've seen that before because there's more and more people doing it now. So in terms of the The treatments, um, I, I have a friend who's in uh, chemo right now, and she talks about sitting there in the chair for a very long time. She, she went outside and started, she took her, her pole, you know, her IV pole and went outside and started doing Qigong, a beautiful mm -hmm. thing to do. You can also tap while you're sitting there getting your chemotherapy. So you can tap on the fear you're having, but you can also tap on my body. Even though I'm, I'm worried that this won't help me, I'm open to my body being able to accept this chemotherapy without any uh -huh. problems. So it's, it's just beautiful, all the, all the different ways you can use it. I loved, I love that you gave an gave example of, or many examples of tapping right away. Deborah, did you want to add something there? Yeah. And maybe that we can, I can extend this, but 
I love teaching the children how to manage their fears and anxiety about a treatment before they went into the treatment room. And so if children that are anywhere from two to teenagers can calm their body, relax, then any treatment, whether it's a simple IV or a spinal tap, then it makes it much easier for them to handle any of the treatments. Now they're empowered because they have a tool that they can use to calm themselves and, and feel more in control of what's going on in their life. Yeah. Thank you for that addition. We will be right back to this phenomenal conversation with Stephanie Moreau-Miller. Please tune right back in with us in just a couple of minutes. Thank you. Welcome back to today's episode of the High Energy Health Podcast. I'm Miriam Paninski, your guest host, and I'm in conversation with the wonderful and inspiring Stephanie Marone and Deborah Miller, who have just published this really important book, EFT for Cancer. Deborah, we have just talked about how you prepare children going into treatment, into possibly very painful treatment as well. Could you share something, just some stories and some things around yeah. those experience and your work with children? Because this is such an important aspect and I'm sure there's parents yes. listening. And and this applies not only to the children because the same sorts of ways that I worked with the children has also helped with the adults that I've worked with, with cancer. So as an example, you know, for the children, the spinal tap and probably for most adults too, it's, it's one they feel is the most painful. And of course, because they're putting a thin needle into your spinal column, right, to withdraw spinal fluid. Uh, It's at your back, so you can't even see what's going on, right? So it makes you very, very vulnerable. And so there's this little boy, he was about three and a half at the time. And uh, so I'm teaching him how to do tapping and we're in his room He's in his bed and he's fearful because he has to go for the treatment to reduce his fear about having the treatment. That was the first thing we did. And then I did a lot of visualization and imagination with children. I used lots of colors and Mm. images and things. So I had him imagine how he felt walking into the treatment room. When the fear came back, then we tapped until that fear went away. And we had him imagine being on the treatment. In the meantime, I can talk about, I can talk about the pain when you do EFT for a treatment of any kind, something that's going to be uncomfortable for the body, if mm-hmm. not painful, relaxing your body before that will, will make it be less mm-hmm. uncomfortable, less painful, because to have your muscles looser will reduce the pain that isn't, that may be involved. So it's an, an excellent technique to use. I, I also wanted to say about this, this book that we did, that who who is this for? Um, who who are the people that are, are really could use this book? It would be everyone with anyone with cancer, people supporting or caretaking someone with cancer, EFT practitioners, and also this is really important. Anyone who works in the cancer field or who has clients who are dealing with cancer, and this would include doctors, nurses, psychologists, psychotherapists, psychiatrists, social workers, other healthcare professionals. And then this is the part that's really important. Anyone working in a hospital or cancer clinic, and this would include the kitchen and janitorial staff, people don't, people don't often, they're not often aware of the effect that it has on anyone who is dealing with people with cancer, even if it's just cleaning the hospital room or serving yeah. the food. It has a big 
a big effect on them to have to see people so sick and especially children to see children so sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that addition, Stephanie. That is so, that is, that is really an important, that is such an important aspect of it. Deborah, we lost you for a moment. You yeah. were just, you were just, no worries. You were just sharing about a three and a half year old yes. kid and about, could you pick up on, on that? Sure. Sure. So basically I had him go through each step, imagining each step of the treatment and we would tap until his fear or his worry or the tenseness in his body would disappear. And then he would go in and have his treatment and then he'd come back. And sometimes he had tears in his eyes because it still is not necessarily the least painful technique, but then we would tap again and tap until he calmed down and relaxed. And what I found is the pain in his physical body would disappear even down to the, the point where the needle would be injected into the body. And so we would tap and even until that would go away. But the interesting thing that happened is by teaching him that technique and being there a couple of times when it happened, one day his mother was there and she goes, why are you tapping? Because he was waiting to go through and have another spinal tap. And he says, well, because it hurts less. Mm. So for a child that age who now has a tool to make sure a technique, now whether it's a spinal tap or whether it's putting in an IV or any of the other treatments that you receive, then he is empowered to participate in how he feels about what's going on. And I think that's really, really important. And so I always taught the children how to do that technique on their own. And I would teach their parents as well. I would teach parents to do these tech, do the tapping with their children. Mm-hmm. And because the parents feel the pain of their child. So yes. as long as you get this, you get the parent calmer and quiet and more relaxed and the child's calmer and more relaxed. And so that was one particular example. There was one young young boy who was, I think, 12 or 14 at the time, who had an osteosarcoma, so bone cancer in his femur. And he had so much pain, he wasn't even talking to anybody, he wasn't eating, and his sister was all worried. She was the one who always came to the hospital with Mm. him. So one day he was awake and we did about 20 minutes of tapping. And I asked him in the beginning, we use, tend to use a subjective scale of how strong is your pain? It was a 10 on a scale of zero to 10. And we tapped for this 20 minutes and it dropped down to 1.5. Okay. So now that was, so now he's sitting up. Now he's talking with his sister. Now he's having something to drink. Now he's having something to eat. So we know his tumor didn't disappear in those 20 minutes, but we know that his pain and his quality of life changed. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I found that was one of the most important thing is that we always were improving their quality of their life. Now their parents' life, the nurses' lives, the doctors' lives who participated with me, uh, residents, interns, even the cleaning staff, you know, would get attached. And so then as as you change the quality of life of the child and, and the parents, it changed the whole ambiance of what's going on in the place. And so now you feel you have the ability to make choices. You have the ability to make it through whatever treatment you have chosen to take or what is chosen for you as a child. And then um, I did a lot with helping them imagine their body healing. And because I'm a scientist, I would look at what organ was there and kind of what it does in the body. And we would do a lot of things, you know, we can go back to the, the hate of cancer. So instead, of, I would tell them, I would just say, well, you know, maybe your cancer doesn't want you to hate it. Maybe it really is like a little child who wants a lot of love and attention. How about if we send it love instead? Mm-hmm. And so then you create a different way of looking at it. And then we would visualize 
and imagine while we're tapping what it's like to be healed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so it became a very creative process. And this works very well for adults as well as children, because we love to imagine things and we love to have a vision of what it's going to be like and where we're going. And I used to use, ask them about what kind of animal would make you feel powerful. And it was amazing. It would be anything from the classics, like, you know, a tiger, a bear, (laughs) or, you know, and then, then somebody would have a dragon. And then one little boy had like a rabbit. And I'm like, I would never think of a rabbit as a power animal but for this child. It was, and, and that was all that was important was that was an image for this child that made him feel powerful. And one child wanted a horse. So I said, well, what color is your horse? And he says, blue, you know, in our logical adult brain, we want to say, no, there aren't any blue horses. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, it doesn't matter for this young man. His horse was blue and he was imagining himself riding away healthy. Mm -hmm. So now he's got another image and another way that he's projecting into his mind, his subconscious and his physical body of being free. Right. And so that sort of uh, technique, those sorts of techniques really help a lot with reducing physical pain. One, because you're refocusing on something else, but then just the tapping is reducing the stress hormones. So then you can bring in it's more it's easier for your body to produce the relaxation regenerative hormones absolutely and i i do want to emphasize what you just said this is like what you just described is not just useful for children these kind of visualizations and even like archetypical animal kind of visualizations especially when it comes to strong emotions especially strong like anger you know a lot of adults have have trouble expressing anger because it wasn't safe or it was something that they experienced as as unsafe or dangerous even and to turn this into that's what i do a lot with my clients when it comes to anger where especially to kind of turn have their inner child almost turn into some some sort of archetype or animal and it's and it's a very powerful it's 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 tremendously powerful so thank you so much for Oh, you're sharing that or bringing that up. We will be right back. We'll have another little break of two minutes. Please come right back with us with this amazing conversation. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health episode today um, with this remarkable conversation with Stephanie Marone and Deborah Miller. Thank you so much for joining us again. Deborah just shared some amazing insights of the work with child cancer patients. And I wanted to turn to Stephanie and ask you just pretty generally, what were, what are, what were some of the important inspirations um, and what are some of the outlooks that you wanted to create? The big one for me is that this book book carries so much hope. That's why um, I chose the cover for it. It's a crocus in the snow. And to me, that really sums up what the cancer journey can be. The snow is the hardship the crocus is the hope. So mm-hmm. I, I just love that image for the, just the symbology of this book. And to me, it says um, the cancer journey is, is very difficult, mm-hmm. but EFT can make it easier. So that's mm-hmm. the overall feeling of hope that comes with the book. 
and that there's things that you can do all along the way. Every step of your cancer journey, you can use EFT to make it easier for you. Years ago, Carol Hirschberg gave me her book that she wrote with Mark Ian Barash. And the book is called Remarkable Recovery. What Extraordinary Healings Tell Us About Getting Well and Staying Well. And they research the characteristics that are shared by people who experience a reversal of the cancer. Mm-hmm. So this would be what conventional doctors call spontaneous remission. Carol and her co-author, they prefer, they prefer the term remarkable recovery. And the, the commonalities, and this is, this is important information for everyone, I think. The people that experience remarkable recoveries, they accept the diagnosis, but not the prognosis. So not the outcome. Mm-hmm. The outcome is for them to work on. And Mm -hmm. then um, their treatment decisions are in alignment with their belief systems. So they're not doing anything that goes against their beliefs, whatever that might be. They have at least one supportive relationship for their healing, um, whether that's a partner, friend, family member, et cetera, or even a therapist or other health professional. And they deal with their emotions rather than suppressing them. This is where big, big plus for EFT, because that, that's a, a direct path to help you do that. The last thing was they cultivate self-worth, self-fulfillment, joy, creativity, and life purpose. Mm-hmm. And this to me was beautiful. It was based on the research they did of, mm-hmm. of looking at what do the people share? What do they have in common? This is what they had in common. And I think this is a wonderful guide. And again, EFT can help with every single one of these. Absolutely. Um, I love that. Out- I love that outlook. Hmm. Hope. Hope. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like we should talk more about yeah. hope for, for our audience. Would you dwell, dwell a little bit more on that for me, Stephanie? Because I just, I, I just resonate so strongly. Yes, I, I would love to dwell on that. We all should dwell on hope. Yes. <laughs> I think one of the ways that to use e, EFT for this is, uh, here, I'll just give an example of tapping. So even though I don't believe that I can ever recover from cancer, I'm open to the idea that maybe I can. Um, I'm open to hoping that maybe I can. I'm open, open to embracing hope. And, and you can just go through the points. Um, I don't think I can recover. And then you can do the opposites. Next point. Yes, I can. No, I can't. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have hope. I don't have any hope. I have mm-hmm. hope. I don't have any hope. It helps to do those reversals in the tapping, say both things. And I, I want to emphasize here another thing that is really important that I don't think you can jump right to hope. If you have lots of negative emotions that you're storing, you have to clear those first. I like the analogy of you can't just sweep the dirt under the carpet and expect that the house yeah. is going to be clean. So this is about, you must deal with whatever you've got going on in your emotions. And it's perfectly okay to be feeling these, these net so-called negative emotions mm-hmm. because you have cancer. It's, actually, it's, it's fine for everyone to be feeling these, but to carry them with you is just going to take a toll on your body. So we need mm-hmm. to clear these. And I think that's a pathway to hope. If you clear your negative emotions and you clear all the old trauma that you're carrying, the limiting beliefs, that's your pathway to hope mm. and a positive outcome. Right. And that's also the, the possibility of-, of a positive outcome. Right. And that's also the beauty of EFT is that we can even tap on the resistance that that's coming up on about tapping on these negative emotions, because that's what I've experienced with clients of mine who are suffering from severe illnesses and you you want to let them know we we want to we want to uproot what's what's underneath 
so this this can be sustainable for you and there's of course there's a lot a lot of resistance often saying i'm already you know already exhausted i'm already sick why should i like now process these emotions that make me feel like shit you know to <laughs> sorry for the language um but mm-hmm. the beauty of eft is that we can that we can tap even on this resistance and even and tap even on 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 anything that's coming up around that even though i really don't want to feel those emotions even though i really don't want to go there even though i really don't want to clear this old baggage because i'm already so exhausted um which i think is doing magic yes and i would add to that that even though i'm so tired and i really don't want to be tapping mm-hmm. right now i know that i'll probably feel better if i do um, yeah. i hate this tapping i'm really sick of it yeah. but I know I need to do it. Yeah. Um, I know it helps me. And so I, I think also uh, just acknowledging those negative emotions somehow clears the clears them some. Yes. So simply saying them can, can feel better, even though you think it's not going to. Yes. Even tap on the anger with your practitioner. It's very, absolutely. very helpful. Absolutely. Well, and, and here's the, here's the other thing is sometimes we don't know what the underlying things are. Right. Mm-hmm. And particularly when you're working with children, it's like, how do you feel bad? Like yeah. They have no, they have no description of what it is just bad. And I, I call these children, my master teachers, as they taught yes. me lots of ways to use EFT that had to go out of the box. Right. And Many times with them, sometimes we would just give what they felt as bad as a color, right? Mm-hmm. And then we would just get rid of the color. Sometimes they'd throw it away and imagine throwing it in a fire. Or they imagine stomping on it. And so it's a way to kind of express the emotions, but yet symbolically remove them. And then we could go back and use the actual verbiage that we needed to tie it together. And it works very, very well with adults as well, because sometimes we don't know either what it is that's bothering us. We just know we're upset right? We don't always know what the underlying trauma was. I mean, some are very classic and they're, they're very easy to know. And others are these subtle little things, you know, and I'll, I'll give you an example with the child that had the, the uh, osteosarcoma as we were tapping. And I just said, well, what, what is way deep down inside of you that is bothering Mm -hmm. you? And it, what came out of his subconscious was how people in his village were fighting. And he, he did one of those shocked looks because he hadn't recognized cognitively that or consciously that that was what was really bothering him deep down right so then it then it gave us an opportunity to look at that story and look what was going on and recognize that he doesn't have to take on other people's hurt and that he could release himself from that. So there's lots of ways that we can then create hope because now he's got hope because now he's not responsible for their, their responses, you know, the other mm-hmm. people in his village. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for his and that provides him with hope to choose what he wants to feel and how he can interact with others. Right, and release the, the additional contraction, so to say, from these external circumstances exactly. that are also preventative to their own healing. Thank you so much for, for sharing this. We will be right back with High Energy Health in just a couple of minutes. Please stay with us and come right back. Marone on their new book and really excellent book, EFT for 
cancer. So to round this up, I'd, to, I'd really like to emphasize how EFT can be applied right here, right now, in whatever position you are, you are in within, within this, this journey, may it be cancer or may it be something else, but we are specifically talking about cancer. And I'm actually, I actually, if I may share something personal, I had a surgery about 15 years ago and uh, a growth was removed from my leg. And right after the surgery, um, I received the diagnosis cancer, which was actually revoked after the detailed evaluation of that um, growth. Um, and I have tapped on this moment quite a bit, of course, but there was never much charge. However, it was very different for my family and my then, back then boyfriend, today's husband, and it lingered, it lingered much much longer with them. How can we apply this as, as caretakers, as, as parents? Um... One of the things that I found working in the hospital setting with the children and the parents and the nurses and everyone is that I needed to take care of myself as a caretaker by going in and working with them and as a therapist, is that if I wasn't taking care of my sadness or my unfairness or my upsetness about the fact that these children were ill, then I wasn't as effective, right? And it could affect me emotionally or it could affect me physically. So I learned that I needed to do my own tapping every day. And it also provides relief because then you're centered, you're grounded, you're more at peace. And what does someone who is you know, dealing with cancer need. They don't need your upset. They don't need your worry. They need you centered. They need your presence there. And it's really important to know that as a caretaker or a person with cancer that you can use tapping on your own, right? You can use EFT all by yourself, or you can use it in groups. You can have someone there with you and know that you're not alone in this. You know, there's, there's a lot of support out there. I mean, I provide individual family and group sessions as, as an option. The EFT for cancer book is an option, right? So then we're providing support so that you as a supporter of someone who has an illness do not have to carry that trauma and create that memory like your caretakers did, your family did when you had that, that um, false tumor, right? Then it provides them the release from that and not carrying a trauma into the future. Yeah, thank you. Stephanie, do you want to add anything right here? Um, yes, I, I'd like to add, uh, uh, talk about the different ways that um, you can use EFT for going through your cancer journey. But the first item I would like to talk about is the for any serious illness, whether it's cancer or something else, there's essential steps in self-care. And mm -hmm. EFT is a self-care uh, technique. You can use it. You can go to a practitioner if it, if it becomes too big for you to deal with your, on your own. There's always that option too. But uh, it can be a self-care tool and right at your fingertips, as we say, literally. But the, the essential steps in self-care for any serious illness stress management, which we've talked about, freeing yourself from the energetic and physical effects of old traumas. We talked a little bit about that. Reducing limiting beliefs and negative thinking. And I just want to say negative thinking does not mean that, that you're going to just do the positive affirmations all the time. It's really clearing the negativity that you might be feeling. And it's important mm -hmm. to clear that in order to have the hope that we talked mm -hmm. about. And then uh, learning how to manage disturbing emotions and enhance positive ones. So mm -hmm. this would be like daily energy hygiene that 
practicing where you're you're keeping your stress level down by managing any disturbing emotion that arises in a day and of course we all have those regardless of whether we have a serious illness or not and it, it behooves all of us to practice that energy hygiene of doing EFT to clear whatever comes up mm-hmm. um, and then in terms of cancer so we talked about that you can use EFT to clear diagnosis shock and the common emotions such as fear and anger. And actually we talked about how it can help you reduce your physical pain. And then it can help you deal with making your medical decisions and treatment, which we talked about, Mm -hmm. and then relate to your loved ones regarding your illness. That's another thing that's hard to figure out how how to do that. How should I talk Mm -hmm. about it? And then asking for and accepting support. Another big one, because a, a lot of, a lot of us are not used to asking for help, clearing regrets that you might have. There's a lot of regrets that can come up with cancer. Like, Oh, why didn't I take better care of myself? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? That probably contributed to me getting cancer. Um, mm-hmm. Especially maybe for smokers, if you have lung cancer mm-hmm. um, and then improving your body image and self-esteem, it can help raise that. And then clearing obstacles to healing. This is a big one. And again, you don't have to know what the obstacles are. You can simply tap on, even though I have no idea um, how I'm blocking my own healing, uh, mm-hmm. I deeply include, love and accept myself and I'm open to finding out what these might be. Mm-hmm. And, and then of course, dealing with the subject of death and dying, EFT can even help you come to a place of grace even in, mm-hmm. in accepting what's happening to you if, if that's, something that begins to unfold. Yes, absolutely. And, and I've seen that, unfortunately, more than I would like. When the child relaxes and the parents come to an acceptance, it becomes, it can become a really beautiful, calming experience, mm-hmm. right? It's, you know, because sometimes um, the cancer is so far advanced, it doesn't feel like the body can reverse it. But in so many cases, you know, I have children that were seven and eight that are now 17 and 19, 17 and 21 who are survivors and they're doing really, really well. Mm -hmm. So we can use tapping in all aspects. And this is one of the benefits. Yeah, sorry, I'm 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 almost blanking because I'm just I'm just in 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 awe by all the by all the knowledge and and wisdom you're sharing here, both of you. I'm really um grateful for your presence and I'm really grateful for this book. It's a really it's a tough undertaking, both both of your practices, but also also this book. So I'm I'm really grateful that you had the courage to put this out there. And so what I want to like just touch upon maybe is is how are you feeling about because of course you know when it comes to cancer treatment there is a lot of discussion about alternative treatment versus conventional medical treatment and EFT is kind of like people sometimes are not sure what to do what to do with this with it do you want to maybe share a little bit about the 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 resonance that you receive Deborah with within clinical yes. settings um it was very well received by the children and by the parents because mm-hmm. they were very desperate and wanting some sort of emotional relief. But it was always amazing how well the nurses picked up on it. And mm-hmm. I would ha- I would come in and nurse would say, Deborah, come over here, right? And tap on this child. I have to put it in an IV. And I'd be tapping on the child. The child relaxed. And she's like, she would go, it's like I can see the vein. Because the nurses as well do not want to harm children when they're putting in an IV or any treatment. And so it relaxed them. It created that borrowing benefit effect right there in person. And with the medical staff, it just depended. Some were more open and some were not as open. 
And I used it in a very conventional place. I was in a physical hospital mm-hmm. in the cancer area for children. Mm-hmm. And it really was a very open and welcoming place. Not mm-hmm. sure that all places would be, but you can use tapping if it's in conventional treatments or alternative or other techniques that you want to use. And mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't do anything against any of the treatments that you do. It's actually complementary, And that's what I like about it. Stephanie, since, since you were so, could, since you were so amazing about sharing some of the small scripts would you just like have us end this beautiful conversation about this amazing book and Mm. i would encourage everyone to to just check it out eft for cancer please um look up debbie and and stephanie and please check out eft universe for any resources and the tapping place and all of this but stephanie would you end this conversation with just a short with just a short maybe self-care self-care tap of just a few seconds for us to to ease out. That's perfect because I've been feeling the listeners. So tapping on the side of your hand, even though I'm not sure I can recover from cancer, going to open to the idea that I can, I'm going to open to hope. I'm going to open to joy, even in the moment, even though it's hard right now, I'm going to open to all the good in the world. I'm going to open to all the good that can happen to me. And I'm going to accept whatever happens. Thank you so much. Thank you to both of you, Stephanie and Deborah, for this beautiful conversation. And we will tune in with all of our audience next week for our next week's episode. Thank you so much. Mm